Welcome to College Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and I'm happy you're listening in. Today's topic, we'll discuss in just a minute. How about a little intro music first? All right, we are live with our newest episode. The question, how do you learn to obey God? This is a challenging one because oftentimes it's very difficult to obey God. And it's difficult on two fronts. You have the clear commands in Scripture, while easy to understand, can be incredibly difficult to live out in our daily lives. For example, the command, do everything without complaining. That's pretty simple and straightforward. Yet, has anyone been tempted to complain, say, oh, I don't know, in the last six weeks? Anyone given in and just let out some of those complaints? Sometimes, to make ourselves feel better, instead of using the word complain, we might use a phrase like, I just need to vent. We excuse our sin and justify our actions, even though they are in contrast to God's clear instructions. It's hard. So there is definitely an art to learning to obey God's commands. Then we've got the what is God's will for my life difficulty. For example, we're praying through and trying to discern what college to attend, what major to take, which city or job to accept after graduation, Do I pursue this person in marriage? And so on. It's what we call life, and it's filled with opportunity. And as a child of God, you want to do what's right and follow God. But sometimes, it's confusing. We want to figure it out, but we struggle to know what direction to go. These two challenges of obedience are each unique, and so I think it's important for us to clarify. For this episode, we will explore obedience not from the commands clearly given in Scripture, This is crucial, by the way, and we'll definitely revisit this in a later episode. But for now, let us consider obedience from the lens of trying to figure out all those decisions that are not given to us clearly in Scripture, all of those life choices that the Bible does not specifically address. Does that make sense? For example, we looked at the clear command, do everything without complaining. That's clear. There's no escaping it. But the Bible does not give you the name of the person you're to marry or the college you're supposed to attend, or the city he wants you to move to. That's where we're going to explore now. And it's equally important because sometimes we can struggle really bad with these decision-making opportunities and become frozen in fear. Fear that we may not do what God is leading us to do or miss it somehow. So I hope this episode will encourage you. Well, let me introduce you to a good friend, Brandon George. Brandon was a student at Arkansas Tech University. And now, he is serving with the North American Mission Board in San Diego, California. I'll let him tell you how he got there, because it's relevant to our discussion. I'm grateful for his life and his ministry, and also for us to have the chance to listen in as he weighs in on this topic. Here's what Brandon had to say about learning to obey God. Hey guys, my name is Brandon George, and I'm serving in San Diego as a missionary with the Church Replant Team. Um, and my job is our church's children's director, amongst a few other things that help run and coordinate out here. Justin gave me the question, how do you learn to obey God for the podcast this week? And um, the first thing that comes to my mind is the will diagram. And if you're familiar with that, it's got Christ the center, and then it's got four spokes of prayer, word, fellowship, and evangelism, and then the will of obedience encloses all that. And so obeying the Lord... It's something that incorporates everything within our walk to follow Christ, right? Um, 
But there's some things that come a little bit more natural for us to obey the Lord in. And then there's some things that we have to learn. And for me, some of those big things that I've had to learn was to let go of some of the plans I held to my life. Um, I've had multiple people in my family that have owned businesses. And it's something that I've wanted to do from an early age. In sixth grade, me and a buddy, instead of eating our Halloween candy, we decided to sell it at school up until we got caught by a teacher. But we still made a few hundred bucks. But things like that instilled um, the want to want to own a business in my life. And then I also had these plans to never leave Russellville. All my family was there, and I felt like I knew the community that would be really good to open up a business in. Um, and so in 2014 and 2015, I did vintage projects. And in 2015, I went to San Diego, and I came back, and I remember thinking, San Diego is a really beautiful city, and I really loved the people there. But I was never going to live there. I was going to stay in Russellville. Um, and a few months later, um, after getting back, some of my plans to own a business were starting to form. Um, I had a verbal agreement and I had a date and I had a amount to buy the business for that I had planned to do this. Um, and then all of a sudden they came crashing down and fell apart. And it suddenly opened me up to doing something else, to to follow some things that the Lord had been laying on my heart for a while now. I had been feeling him put on my heart, wanting to do ministry and wanting to work with the kids. But I had a fear of public speaking to go along with my plans of owning a business and staying in Russellville. And so I didn't really see that as an option. But after, after my plans came crashing down, I had to reconsider that. And about that time that they fell apart, I got a packet in the mail um, that put San Diego back on the map. And so I felt like the Lord was doing something. And so I began praying and I began seeking some counsel on this decision of possibly moving to San Diego all of a sudden. And I also began to seek the word in this decision. And I remember reading Proverbs 16 and Proverbs 16, 9 really stuck out to me. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And to me, that just spoke to my heart of what, everything I was going through because I had planned my course and it had fallen apart. But the Lord had established these steps that he had been laying on my heart a long time ago that if I would have just said yes back then, it probably would have been a whole lot easier. But anyways, I moved to San Diego in a few weeks after that because I felt that was where the Lord wanted me to go, to grow. And now that I've been out here for about four years, I fully believe that that was the right decision and it was what God wanted me to do. Because I feel like I've grown so much and I've seen the Lord work in me. I've seen him work through me and I've seen him work through other people and through our church out here. From moving from a movie theater to a building and then remodeling it and then reaching community and reaching other people. And just the things that he's worked out logistics wise for our church to be able to work and for our church to be able to reach our communities out here. So seeing all this stuff um, has really just instilled a trust in the Lord in me. And it's made it a whole lot easier to obey. Um, I've had to get over my fear of public speaking out here. My knees may still shake sometimes, and I may not eat before I get up and speak, but um, obeying him is a whole lot easier than it was back then before I left. Um, but so we've been out here for about four years, like I said, and I'm married now. And this corona stuff has kind of um, forced me and my wife to consider some options that we thought were further down on the road than they actually were. Um, so we've decided to move and we were looking at moving closer to the church and through some things that have happened, we decided that moving to Russellville may be the best bet for us. 
And in making this decision, the first things we sought um, were prayer, obviously. Like that's what everybody says to go and do. But we also sought some counsel on what it may look like. And we found ministry opportunities for us that really got us excited. And we saw community that really got us excited about coming back. And then we read some scripture and Proverbs 16, 3 this time was a big one that stuck out to my wife. Commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. And seeking him first was what we did before we notified friends or family um, because we wanted him to be at the forefront of our decision in obeying him. That was our first go-to in making this decision. And I think coming full circle, um, something that I was taught as far as learning to obey is to seek him. Um, I feel like in this four years and looking at this decision now, it's just made it so much more clear that, you know, before my plans were for myself, they were in my heart and they're human plans that I had made. But now looking back on it, like it's ways we've committed to the Lord that's just given me and my wife so much more comfort about coming back home and making this decision about leaving San Diego. I love Brandon's testimony of his journey of life with God and how he has been learning how to obey God along that journey. There are some great lessons to learn from what we just heard. He referenced the wheel, which I think is so important because Christ remaining at the center of our life is so crucial as we do our best to follow God and go where He leads. We can't ever lose sight of that. He also said something I think would be wise to think a little more about. He said he was learning to let go of some of the plans he had for his life. This is so good because I see this being a major roadblock for many as they seek God's will for their life. Not always, but many times, what we want and what God wants are at odds with one another, and we have to decide, are we willing to let go of our plans and to trust God's? And it can be hard to know the difference, which is why I love the open hand analogy. In essence, it's placing everything God has given you and everything that you are moving toward In your hands, yes, but with open hands. It's a humble way to say to God, I'm moving this way because I sense you leading me, but I'm open-handed because I realize I may be off track, or you may redirect me, and I'm good with that. It's the opposite of being closed-fisted. Closed-fisted leaves no room for redirection. It demands no change whatsoever. I don't think that's wise. Wisdom understands and agrees with the wisdom of Scripture, which Brandon pointed out in a few different Proverbs. He referenced Proverbs 16.9, The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Proverbs 16.3, Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. I also think of Proverbs 19.21, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purposes that prevail. The wisdom here is that while we make plans, and that's a good thing by the way, a wise person understands that the Lord establishes our steps. And we can't always see the big picture, so we have to trust where our feet have landed today. The Lord doesn't always give us the whole picture. Sometimes, in fact, oftentimes, He gives us just that next step, and in His timing. Part of our problem in obedience to God with these things is that we expect God to answer our every question before we have to make a move. It's often demanded of God. It goes something like this. Okay, God, if you're leading me to do this, then I need you to show me these three things. Then, 
maybe he does show you those three things. But then you've got a new list of five more things that you want him to reveal all before making a decision. Now, identifying questions that you have and thinking through practical ways in which a move or decision is of the Lord or not, that's a good thing. That's wise. Ask questions. Ask the Lord, what about this and what about that? And look for him to help you clarify some things. But a mistake is made when we expect him to answer all of it. And maybe he will for you. He's certainly capable. But I just don't see that. I think it's part of our Father God loving us and wanting to teach us to trust him. He tells us just enough and then says, okay, your turn, now leap. We fight back and say, but no, God, wait, wait, what do you want me to do? And he's saying all along, just trust me, just trust me. Brandon had that element of questions in his story. But what a great example of he and his wife clinging to the wisdom of Scripture and being willing and eager to move where God is leading. And I like how he said, hey, after moving out here, I definitely see how it was God's will. I think we like to get that affirmation from the Lord before a decision, but often that affirmation can come afterward. What did he tell Abram? Leave and go to a land I will show you. Future tense, I will show you. I'm not telling you now, Abram. I'm giving you just enough to act on, and I'll show you the rest later. Abram had to trust. Sometimes, oftentimes, it's a leap of faith. And God doesn't answer all our questions prior to the jumps, but he is absolutely with us as we go. Now, Brandon mentioned a few other things that have helped he and his wife in making this decision to come back to Russellville. These are great, and ones I would like to encourage you to reflect on now. There's a man by the name of David Seals that wrote a book called The Missionary Call. It's a great resource for everyone. One chapter in particular is all about how to discern God's will. He mentioned a few things that I was reminded of because I heard Brandon say God used some of these in his journey, and I've seen God use these in mine as well. So here's a few of those things that I want to be sure to point out. Things that can help you discern God's will. The Bible, staying in the Word, right? Prayer, staying connected to God. In fact, a great quote from that book of David Seals, he said, You find God's will by getting as close to Jesus as you can and staying there. I like that a lot. Other things that can help us discern God's will is counsel from other godly people in our life, being willing to ask for wisdom on a decision. Also, there's timing, there's circumstances, and then there's our desires. What do you want to do? By the way, there's two sides to our desires. They can be fleshly for sure. But desires are not always bad. Psalm 37.4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. This is very freeing. Sometimes the Lord gives you options, and they're all good. It's just, what do you get most excited about? What would you like to do most? If you were staying as close as you can to Jesus, remaining in Him, and remaining in God's Word, you can have confidence and go in the right direction regardless of where that leads. Well, I want to thank you all for joining in on today's episode. If you are enjoying the podcast, I want to encourage you to subscribe today. We've got more episodes lined up, and I'm excited to get those out to you. By subscribing, you'll get notifications when a new episode hits. And I want to invite you to keep asking questions. Let's keep the discussions going.
they are needed and healthy. Until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us all to stay connected to church, connected to each other, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless.